Oh, this tweet's really funny. The Brute Strength Podcast. With Hobbs and Danks. I might have fucked up the um, the open, but I'll uh, delete it after. Hey, we're back. Here we are. Ready to rock. <laughs> Take two. I didn't fuck up this time. Yeah. Anyways. No, it wasn't your fuck up. No one was really fucked up. We just weren't ready. Yeah. You know who is ready, though? Nosh Kitchen Bar, Javier, is ready for you. They are ready. And me. And many others to go and check out their great food and awesome craft beer list and much, much more. Uh, Nosh has been nationally recognized. It's been on Food Network. It's been, or excuse me, Travel Channel, I believe. It's been on so many lists. And if you've never been there or if you haven't been there for a while, uh, yeah, you got to get back. It is such a great spot. Check it out. Nosh Kitchen Bar on the corner of Oak and Congress. I was literally this morning telling somebody about the uh, slab burger today where it's a cheeseburger and slabs slabs of pizza as the bun. My brother ate that one time. He's lucky because he's tiny and he can. And then, um, yeah, I mean, such great upscale type of great food, sandwiches, great cheese, meat, anything you're looking for. It's a great spot. And yeah. owned by... Uh, Arizona Cardinals fan. Yeah. Who's had yeah. an outstanding season, who I'm hoping to whoop in fantasy this weekend. Yeah, Manny's one of the first people I met in Portland. I've known Manny probably close to 20 years now. It's crazy. Matty was actually at the bar when you and I didn't meet but met. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. No, I, Manny, I met Matty. He started, uh, he was the manager at Rivalry. Yeah. When they first opened the um, that store in uh, in Portland, when they mm-hmm. took over for, I guess it was like a Mexican place. There, Cotton like Street Cantina. There was like a huge fountain in there. Yeah, Cotton Street Cantina. I took my prom date there senior Did year. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. So um, they, had a, Matt, they had a smoothie bar upstairs. I know Maddie because he's friends with Jeff Libby and a bunch of those guys. Mm-hmm. So I, I met Maddie through my hockey buddies uh, at Maine, and then so when I first moved to Portland, I kind of looked Maddie up right away. And uh, and that was I, I'm guessing like I don't know fucking like oh three or oh two or something. So it's been a long time. It's weird how fast time goes by. Yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah, it's been it's been a quite a run. It's been a quite a run for Nosh. I remember those guys opening it uh, on on Congress. And yeah. speaking of that, it was a it was like a nightclub before, and it's just completely. F- they did a great job with the facelift there, and it's been a great spot and a very popular spot for a long, long time. Yeah, like I mentioned a few yeah. weeks ago, um, I went over there with them when they first got that space. I was like, how are they going to turn this into a fucking restaurant? They <laughs> did. And it's awesome. So It's also brought to you by Main Man Flavors. Benny and the boys had a great trip to Freiburg, the Freiburg Feia, and now you can find their stuff in Hannaford up in my favorite town in Maine. The Knock It. The Knock It. Uh, they're in that Hannaford, but you can also find it online, manmanflavors.com, hot sauces, relishes, blueberry yaki sauce, and much, much more, manmanflavors.com, also in stores uh, up and down the coast of Maine. So, yeah, check it out. We I love when people send us pictures of them using Main Man, Man Flavors. You can always send it to our uh, t- Twitter, 
at B Strength Pod or Instagram at B Strength Pod. There we go. Oh, but speaking of Benny, quickly. Yeah. So I get this text from Benny. Tough night potentially for Benny. I get this text from Benny on Monday. Baker's trash. I'm trash. My life is sad. <laughs> oh, no. So I wrote him back. I'm like, you're okay. It's, it's all about how you get through it. I hope that helps. Well, Baker's done, at least for this weekend. He's not playing this year. No, He's not we'll, playing today. So we get some Case Keenum action. And I don't know, like, all right, if he can't play this weekend, well, and maybe he's just sore or whatever, it's pain tolerance thing. But that because he was practicing Monday, or at least he was trying to practice. Monday. Yeah, and Stefanski said that he wanted to play. They're just not going to let him. But that injury, um, when you dislocate your shoulder and you tear everything, which I've done to both my shoulders, it just doesn't get any better. I mean, it, it gets nominally better, mm-hmm. uh, but unless you get surgery, you can't fix it, right? Your shoulders will just continue to pop out every time you put a lot of pressure on them. And he's playing NFL football, so. I wonder how this you – know, I just wonder how it, how he's going to get through this. And if he can't play this week, you know, maybe he'll play next week or the week after. But that shoulder's going to keep popping out, man. Like, every time you put your arm out, you fall down, it's going to pop out. Like, there's not much you can do if you don't get surgery. So, I don't know. It's not his throwing shoulder, and it's really going to be about how fucking much he can gut that out. But every time – like, if you have this, that injury, and I have it, if you fall and you put your arm down to brace yourself – uh, you know, if you're falling like fast enough or with enough force behind you, that shoulder's gonna pop right out, and he's gonna have guys falling on top of him. With, I mean, I just, I don't know. We'll see. It, it's, I can see how he heard it right there. His yep. arms all extended behind him, and it popped out. Um, <sighs> you know, that's once you do that though, it, it there's just it just doesn't get any better until you get surgery. So I kind of think Baker's fucked. They do, and you know, maybe they put a big brace on it and they kind of just like make that arm immobile and he can teach himself to, when he falls to tuck that arm, which is like when I go skiing, I'm super conscious of it. Like if I'm going to fall, I just tuck and go down because I know if I put my arms out, my shoulder's going to pop out. So that's a tough injury to deal with when you're trying to play football. <laughs> Do you feel it when you golf? No, because the motion's different. It's mm-hmm. not, it's, it's anything back. So anything oh, that okay. like, anything like, like, Imagine doing a bench press or something. Yep. Like anything that's pushing your arms back that way, uh, you know, even if like you're falling forward because you're gonna put your arms out in front of you and the ground's gonna right. push your arms back. So anything that that pushes your arms back uh, mm-hmm. with any pressure is gonna pop that shoulder out, and you know, it's just it sucks. It's a Wait, horrible injury to have. I thought you did like 200 push-ups a day. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you can, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. I haven't popped mine out in so long that I could kind of throw a ball yeah. and I and I could do push-ups and stuff, but. I'm super conscious of it, man. Like, if I fall, I've almost popped them out a few, you know, like many times, uh, you know, since. And I'm really conscious of it. Like, I think about it when, when I'm in a situation where I might, you know, fall down or I have a lot of weight or, or pressure on me. So, I just, you know, we'll see. But that's a that's a tough injury to play with. I've man. never had a dislocation. They scare the fuck out of me. It sucks. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. It hurts so much. It's fucking gross. I watched my buddy dislocate I, his elbow once. It was disgusting. I dislocated my shoulder one time playing softball with you. and uh, That's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, someone drove me to the hospital. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> I think it was with you. Or maybe it was my other softball team. No, it was with my other softball team. That's what it was. Oh, and, that's uh, right. No, I had a buddy break his arm. Yeah. And yeah. I got, you know, he took me to the hospital and they give you all these drugs and and I usually would, in the past, maybe I'll pop it in, but I popped it out so bad it was like stuck behind my shoulder blade and I, the last thing I went to the hospital and um, the last thing I remember sitting there was the doctor coming in with a towel because he's going to just wrench my arm back <sighs> in. The, and they give you this drug where it, <sighs> it, it, it gives you amnesia. 
like it knocks you out and yeah. gives you amnesia, so you don't remember the event. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I like screamed, you know, when they put it back in, but I have no memory recollection at oh, all. The I last thing I remember is seeing him mm-hmm. and then waking up with my arm in a sling and like super groggy and I had that or something yeah. very similar because I broke when I broke these I broke both bones in my arm. Yeah. Like clear break and they had to they had to reset Set it. Yeah. Because I broke my wrist a couple times. They don't really reset it that much. You know, it's not that bad. But this, I remember they had to give me a bunch. And I, like, I remember being in pain, but I have zero recollection of it. You have, like, the the reset. Yeah. Yeah, they probably gave you that. It's some kind of narcotic. And I remember my mom saying I, like, talked like 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 a bitch the whole time, like a baby, like, Oh, my arm hurts. And like, you know, oh, really? Like, yeah. That's weird. Like, I was really young, but it was yeah. not how I was talking at the time. Like, yeah, I, I have no went, idea. Like, really no, groggy. No one else yeah. was in there with me. I have no idea what I said. Could have been completely <laughs> fucked like, up. Like, hey, you motherfucker! Wouldn't surprise, I don't know. I, almost anything could have come out of my mouth. I You're mean, speaking literally, Spanish. Yeah, I mean, who knows, right? I don't have much of a filter as it is. Imagine, like, in a, you know, narcotic state, not really knowing what the fuck is going on. That's true. That's so, true. yeah, so back to Baker, I just, you know, we'll see. But that, that sounds like you might be seeing a lot of Case Keenum the rest of the year. Oof. Bye-bye, Cleveland. That really opens the door a little so bit. So, sorry, Benny. I know you're probably going to listen to this and, you know. That's rough, though. That is rough. That I mean, it's not like Baker is the most dynamic quarterback, but Case Keenum is fucking terrible. And that's actually that's interesting. It's like two weeks in a row of playoff teams that are just fucked if if these backups are going to be the quarterback for a bit. Like you can think about the Saints. Like how good was Sean Payton to keep that thing rolling, right? Oh yeah, he's been good. Right with some with some pretty mediocre quarterbacks, they've been they've been able to keep that rolling. Like Geno steps in, Seattle's fucking hopeless. Well, yeah, I almost beat fucking Pittsburgh. Yeah, but I mean, again, look what happens. Geno turns the ball over like he always does in the most important part. Well, sure, that's Geno, but right. and we'll see how long. You know, they, don't, they don't let Jameis throw the ball, so it's interesting. When they do, they're highly successful with it, at least for now. But, uh, you know, they just don't he, – he, he just doesn't throw it much. <laughs> they, don't, they don't put the ball in his hands much, and that's smart. I mean, it's recognizing what you have for talent on your team and, you know, accentuating what you have and trying to, you know, de-emphasize what yeah. you don't have, which is what a lot of coaches for some reason don't do in the NFL, which has always been fucking mystifying to me. But – it's weird. The good ones that like stick around seem to understand that part of it. You know? Like they're they change sure. their systems yeah. change. They change based on the players they have. Like who's Case Keenum gonna beat? If well, he has well, to play team, a significant amount of that time. That team, but you know, they run the ball it's a lot. A pretty good and, team. And yeah, but both both running backs are banged up. Well, that's true, at least for now. Uh, but you know, they're gonna get they're gonna get Chubb back pretty soon. Uh and Kareem I think hurts them not being there, but at the same time, um, you know, I don't know how much worse Case Keenum is than Baker. And they're going to run it a ton. They're not going to ask Case to do much more than they asked Baker to do, which wasn't a whole lot. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I still think, like, their defense kind of sucks. And I'm not a big believer in the Browns generally anyway. So, uh, I don't know how different they'll be without Baker. It'll be interesting to see. Cleveland has an interesting schedule, obviously, Denver tonight and then a couple couple divisional games including Cincinnati coming up so yeah that'll yeah. be interesting when they play those guys because Cincinnati's played much better up front on both sides of the ball than you would have thought and their defense has played well they haven't given up more than 25 points in any game so uh you know that that I think it'll be an interesting measuring stick for both teams like have the Bengals already surpassed the Browns and the Bengals have much better quarterback than the Browns do so they might have <laughs> we'll you see, see that I think it was the second half or maybe this wasn't the peak number. Maybe it was the average number. The Patriots-Cowboys game 
got like 23, 25 million people watching. Yeah, it's crazy. On a Sunday after Sunday evening. Now, I know it's two of the more popular teams, whether you love them or you hate them, right? Like everyone loves watching her. Everyone loves to watch these teams either win or lose. So it's it's a perfect storm. But that's not that far off of fucking Brady on a primetime game against the Pats. No, but I think Dallas is almost – I mean, Dallas yeah. is just as big of a draw. I it mean, is. They're, they're the most popular team in the NFL, and, and the Pats have been a dynastic you know, juggernaut for 20 years. So, uh, yeah, I, I, like that number doesn't surprise me really. You know, I – The only thing that surprises me is, if, is – does that inc- if that doesn't include streaming, that's fucking enormous. Yeah, I don't think it does. They then usually, that's a great. They usually don't include that's a, it. That's so. a great number for TV. Yeah, it <laughs> that's, is. Yeah. That's I mean, listen. TV, but even when they yeah. do see the stream, it's only a few million people. It is even for these games. So sure. the overwhelming sure. majority are still watching on TV. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. But it's normally dropping like ninety percent. Right, though. but like everything's dropping. Right, like we talked about, like fucking no one's watching news anymore. Right, but not the NFL as much because yep. you almost you nope. need it. Like you can't you can't. You don't have the ticket if you're streaming. It's so. literally the only yeah. thing that there's. I would say the majority of my friends only have DirecTV or only have cable for sports. Yeah, that's yeah. like I only have DirecTV specifically for the NFL because right. you can't get the ticket without it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd just get Red Zone or something on some streaming service and do that. Right. But, uh, if you want the NFL ticket, you can only get it on DirecTV. That's mm-hmm. it, at least for another year. I think after this one, and then I think they're shit canning it. So I mean, there's just literally we'll see where it goes after that. But there's nothing significant on television anymore outside of sports. Nothing. No, and don't forget, like the Sunday night games on NBC, and yep. you know, it's not like it's on cable or on a you know non-network. Non- That's true. So yeah. that's true. And the Pat the Pats game wasn't either, right? Because that was the yeah, Sunday that was a four o'clock game. CBS. Yeah, so you know, but I, even like you'll see Monday, like Monday Night Football, will be number one for any cable ratings too for every single time, and absolutely. it's usually beating. Yeah. It's usually beating even what's on the network. And that the NFL is a juggernaut, yeah. but also ESPN's basically. I mean, it's pretty much a network. I it is because everyone. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure 95 percent of households have some kind of cable or some kind of you know not antenna TV. And well, it depends on every basic package. And if you have antenna TV, you're probably not a big sports fan. Uh, yeah, probably not. You're probably not a big TV guy. Right, and that's fine. Like, yeah. I, I barely watch any TV, but it's other than sports. So, yeah, I mean, to your point, Hav, yes. You're pr- I think if you're a big sports guy, if you're a sports person, you have ESPN. And to some degree. You either have it on streaming, like I do, or ESPN, yeah. like online, whatever. Yeah. Or you have it. It's like the McDonald's of sports, of sports TV. A thousand like, percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's yep. by far the most dominant entity still, even with Fox Sports One. And Fox all Sports that. One is ESPN fucking nothing. Still, just crushes all right. That. Even and and they get you know Fox Sports One now is Major League Baseball, right, the playoff game, the playoffs, and, yeah. you know. So there are there Big are time college football, right? There are other cable channels that have a huge media presence in sports, but ESPN just still dwarfs everybody. And ESPN is available because they've been around forever. They're available on regular, you know, basic yep. cable. Like every basic cable package in America has ESPN. We so. have one right here. Right, exactly. <laughs> the Direct TV basic package. Like yep. every, ESPN has forever put themselves in that tier, which is incredible for their brand. I mean, it's 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 quite amazing to see the growth, and it's cool because, especially you, Hob, because you're a few more years older than me. But I grew up with the very early days of ESPN, and to see kind of how it's grown, and you know, and how they've how they've latched on to different sports, and and who's really helped them the most. Like, I mean, obviously, Sunday Night Baseball has been forever. College football has been a huge part of that, clearly. But even th- going back to like the ESPN two days when, you know, they. I mean, think about what ESPN meant to the the rise of skateboarding. 
and the rise of oh, all, you know, games, all, all alternative sports. Those didn't exist. You know what they were? They were like they were they were the, like the bad dude in a video game or uh, excuse me on like a like an 80s television show that person would always be riding a skateboard to go you know that that's that's how oh, it yeah, the whole like skating isn't a crime you right know, oh yeah you see all over the absolutely. Place now absolutely they, now but now they build skate, skate parks everywhere right, right? it's in the olympics yeah. <laughs> so it's it's completely you know it's amazing to see what kind of influence they've had there and and obviously being bought out by disney is is something pretty incredible too so yeah i mean it's, it's a media fucking juggernaut they have plenty of problems i don't necessarily like what they do for the most part but they still have the best fucking college football coverage and some of the best uh you know shows when it comes to highlight packages and stuff like that that is true and a lot of people have gone through those doors yeah no i'm like fucking keith oberman used to be on there and now look at him now he sits on his fucking he literally sits on his deck and just shits all over you. Or his balcony, I should say. Excuse me. On like like the fifth, 55th floor of whatever fucking Manhattan building he lives in. I mean, that dude used to give you the sports every night with Dan Patrick, and they were the most popular people when I was What, Olbermann? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now he... Now he's a fucking asshole. Right, like, now like he... All these media losers. Literally plays the role of the biggest asshole in America. Yeah, well... I mean, I've been railing about this forever with the media and the incredible bullshit for, you know, since we started doing this podcast. But, um, you know, I mean, now, too, the way things are going and it's just like every day, it, it, you know, we talk about this a lot, but every day it continues to astonish me. Like, you know, you've got you've got the attorney general accusing parents of being domestic terrorists because they simply disagree with with like uh, curriculums at public yeah. schools that the taxpayers pay for. You've got politicians telling you that parents don't have a right to tell them what they're going to teach their children, who whose tax dollars fund the fucking schools and their their salaries. Like, it seems like the government's forgotten that they work for us. They're going to get a very rude reminder soon. But it, you know, it the the fucking shortages. Like, I just it's incredible. Like, if the media was even like even you know somewhat fair to to you know or wasn't just a propaganda machine for the left. I mean, I don't know if the left would ever win an election. I mean, how do you, how do you, you know, the Washington fucking Post the other day wrote an article saying that the problem isn't the supply chain. The problem isn't that Biden's fucking everything up. The problem is that your expectations are too high and they should lower your expectations. Like, what the fuck is that? What kind of bullshit is that? Like, you're going to tell me you're a serious journalist and your answer to like a, to a, to a, to a fucking, uh, uh, a president's failures is lower your expectations. The fuck is that? That's a Washington fucking post. I mean, it's an, it, they did at least label an opinion, which was you know mm-hmm. good for them. But what the fuck? Like, how do you? How could you possibly write that as like a legitimate fucking opinion? I, I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, lower your ex. What do you mean? That I mean, is incredible. And then you've got Pasaki every day, like making fun of the supply chain problems. Like, oh, sorry, your fucking treadmill has treadmill's gonna it. be late. What do you mean? Like, for most people, we're talking about like food and gas. Like, you probably haven't been fucking grocery shopping your entire life, so you have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, I but, was gonna say I was at. I was but at, what the fuck, the fuck man? There's no. There's no food. Like, there's no like. The shit, I went to Sam's Club the oh, other day. Oh, I was at BJ's, yeah. I was at fucking yeah. Sam's Club the other day, and like I had to like scrounge around to find like dish detergent and, and like just random pa- shit like that. Paper like, towels all and gone. paper towels and toilet paper are gone. Like it was the first day of right. fucking COVID. It, dude. Yeah, so we totally gone. Yeah, yeah, there was a bunch. Like there wasn't much left mm-hmm. at, at Sam's Club with that stuff, and 
you know, like even try, I tried to buy formula the other day and like I was at CVS and like, well, you know, next shipment's coming in next Monday. It's like, well, thank God I don't have to get me through to fucking Monday. Like, what the fuck, right? And the Washington Post is writing articles telling you to lower your expectations. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, get those bread lines ready. But it, that's what I mean, though. But it, it's also like the you know the oppression of any thought. So you're you're gonna label fucking parents domestic. Anyone that disagrees or points out any of the bullshit on the left gets labeled a domestic terrorist or conspiracy theorist or whatever. And you know you and the, the you know the machine tries to crush any dissenting point of view. And it's fucking nuts. And like most people either don't give a shit or I mean a lot of people care, but there's a huge part of our population that's still very apathetic towards all this and like think it's okay or it doesn't really affect me well it's going to like if you don't think like like that shit's not going to affect you you're fucking crazy like of course it's going to affect you that's the core of what your free your your freedom in this country is supposed to be about right is is being able to fucking talk and and have discourse and you know maybe like like people saying the questioning fauci you can't question you can question any scientist you want questioning fauci does not mean you're questioning science means you're questioning a scientist who's a fucking corrupt asshole who's in bed with the fucking COVID people to begin with, right? Fucking CNN, their entire, all their shows all day long are fucking sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> by Pfizer. I know. So you think you're getting the straight story from the media on any of this stuff? Are you fucking kidding me? And honestly, every single day, as more and more shit comes out, more and more shit gets labeled Russian disinformation and turns out to be a fucking 100% true three months later, like, more and more, that it's it seems possible that almost anything is possible, right? Like, you give credence to, like, wilder conspiracy theories by shutting down things that are actually true. So now, like, like it wouldn't surprise me at all, watching how fucking corrupt the world is, if, like, and we, and we brought this up, like, a few months ago, or I did. It wouldn't surprise me at all if, like, like seven guys sat around and created this whole pandemic to make money. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah, that. Like that yeah. wouldn't surprise me at this point. Like the way it's gone in, like the circular fucking logic, and you know, you're gonna fire the vac, you're gonna fire the unvaccinated people. Yet the vaccines and the masks work. Well, what what the fuck? What do you mean? Why would you fire unvaccinated people if if vaccines and masks works? Then they don't pose any threat to anyone, do they? And if the vaccine works, then what threat does an unvaccinated person pose to you? If the mask works, what the fuck does anyone else pose a threat to you, right? So either the masks don't work, which you know they don't. The vaccine kind of works, and that's fine. But, like, the level of bullshit is incredible. I mean, it's just fucking incredible. Yeah, my, my buddy's daughter just got COVID in her classroom, and they all wear masks, and COVID's been just, like, raging through the school even though everyone's masked. Right, like, exactly. Why are they wearing masks? They're going to get it. Right, exactly. So just, the masks don't, don't like, work. If you don't want your kid there, keep him home. Like, it's just it's weird to me. Again, I don't have a kid, so I can't. I'm never going to sit here and say I, I, I know what it's like to any degree. But I empathize with you guys. It's fucking crazy. Some of this shit. But it, oh, like but, I just saw Javier. They're going to take more days off in, in like I think it was. I want to say for somewhere in, maybe a maybe somewhere in Virginia. But they're like sending emails out apologizing to parents about more days that they're going to have to take off due to COVID, but also because of fucking mental health days for the teachers. They get an entire summer off. That's fucking like, crazy. Guys, you got to work. Or if not, where are the substitutes? Like, you can't keep allowing kids to stay home. The future is going to be fucked. 
Like yeah. kids have to go Dude, to school. Kids have to like integrate with kids. Dude, I can't wait. They have to. They have to socialize. I can't wait for the think pieces on like why poor kids are so far behind wealthier kids in academics. Well, in, you know, in ten years, they'll blame like, white people, and they'll be right because it was white people. It was white liberal assholes that fucking perpetuated this thing forever. That's right? not the white people are going to blame. No, of course I know, but they'll be essentially they'll be right. It will be white people, and it's crazy. Like I don't. Know, it just it, it amazes me. Like. I, I tried to have a. I asked someone the other day, well, "Why do you wear a mask?" You know, someone that's vaccinated mm-hmm. uh, in the building. He uh, said, "Why do you wear a mask?" It's, you know, they're telling me the vaccines work. So I'm like, "Okay, well, you think the vaccine works? So you have 100 percent faith in the vaccine, which is fine. I do too, by the way." Then why are you wearing a mask? Why are you wearing a mask? Oh, it just makes things safer. How? Well, it just does. Well, no, no, that's not an answer. How does it make anything safer? Like, why are you wearing that mask? If you believe in the vaccine. And furthermore, why do you care if someone else isn't vaccinated if you are and you believe in the vaccine? Third of all, the whole mask thing is complete bullshit. If people really worried about you not wearing your mask, they would just run away from you. Like, they'd be afraid of it. But they, they're not, that's not what they're pissed about. They're pissed about the fact that you're not conforming to the fucking mandate, to the state's requirement, that you're not, confor- you know, you're not a conformist to the state. Like, that's what they're really mad about. They don't give, they know the mask doesn't fucking do anything. No one with a fucking brain thinks that little piece of paper is doing anything. Like, you'd have to be so stupid to believe that. And then on top of the, the idea, well, the mask can't, the mask just prevents you from giving it to people. It doesn't prevent you from getting it. Remember that lie? Oh, yeah. Which no one's told in, you know, eight months at this point. Cause, but I mean, can you imagine believing that? Like, oh, oh we're right. The, the virus knows which way it's going either in or out of the mask. Like, what the fuck is that? It's so fucking stupid, right? And this is, this is the bullshit we're all living through. And, you know, I just, I fucking started some shit in my own family. Fucking, they, they want us, the, some segments of the family want us for Thanksgiving oh, right. to provide yeah. a negative fucking COVID test. I told them to go fuck themselves. I was a little more polite but, than that, but not much but more. But again, you're vaccinated. But not much more polite. Well, and also we have people coming out on airplanes, including people from foreign countries. Like, are you going to fucking make them quarantine for 10 days and then take a <laughs> test? Because it takes 10 days to incubate. Exactly. So fuck you. Yeah, it just seems ridiculous. It's actually absurd. Mm-hmm. So You should have said it like that. Though. But this is... Fuck you. This is all like this the sickness of what we're living through and... You know, and look, people aren't stupid. Biden's approval rating is like at 30 or something. So it's not like people. No, people are pissed, man. It's not like people are stupid. And you can't lie to people about how much shit costs and how much money they have. Like, you can lie about everything like they do every day. But at the end of the day, everyone's going to look at their wallet, know what they've got, know how much they're spending at the gas pump, know how much they're spending at the grocery store, right? So, like, regular people, I mean, you can lie to them about a lot of shit. But at the end of the day, if their life goes to shit, they're going to notice, right? No matter how many fucking times you tell them it isn't. So, you know, I, I do think that, but it, it's, it's, you know, watching the media propaganda machine go after Trump for four years was, was sort of, uh, uh, an amazing thing to watch in action for itself. Like mm-hmm. just watching that dynamic was like incredible. Right. And it was sort of, it was, I think we, I think most of us kind of watched it like you would watch a curiosity at vaudeville or something, yeah, it was, right? Like it was, it was, very, was like, it was fascinating. It yeah. was fascinating. Mm-hmm. But now that you have a regime in charge that's fucking everything up and making your life worse and imposing draconian measures on you, that $600 bill to the IRS actually failed. Like, they're not, they're not going right, to do that yeah. now. But, I mean, to see the level... But that was their plan. They thought that was a really good right. idea. Meanwhile, they wanted to do that. Meanwhile, I yeah. can't even... I mean, I've learned a lot of the rules in Congress this week of what they can and can't do financially. I'm not going to go into it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the idea that they were going to do that and then Pelosi and the crew, what they do on Wall Street through Congress is... So fucking corrupt, it's unbelievable, right? So, but 
so you have a dra- you have a draconian fucking uh, regime in office that that is aggressively going after people's rights, aggressively, uh, aggressively trying to uh, keep down anyone that disagrees with them, right? I mean, they've done a good job labeling like any Republican a terrorist, right? Like they've <laughs> they've definitely put that out there, and and you know that's been accepted by the uh, the you know the the big media uh, for sure. But when you see that happening, and you see everything else going to shit, like goods and service not being the stores, the fucking COVID nightmare that, that, you know, like that they said they'd stop, right? They said they stopped COVID and they failed dramatically at that as yes, well. Yes, did not stop. And, and by the way, it's their own fucking fault because they encouraged all these looting and riots and, and rallies and shit at the beginning of COVID, which is your only chance to really stop it from spreading massively. But, you know, you didn't. And you just told people to wear masks because they gathered in the hundreds of thousands in the streets. I heard right? DK Metcalf had a tweet, actually. It was like the, the day after George Floyd. It was just like, is COVID over? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it was like, well, yeah, kind of. So, you know, so now you're living with the aftermath of that. And- right, there are like massive amounts of people. And they're, just, they're all like, like half right. of them are masks. But to see and the-, the media is like, well, right. you know, they're very calm and they're masked. They're right. being very safe out but there. But the media going after it's Trump, like, the media going after Trump is a very sort of not personal thing to you in your everyday life, right? That's no. the media going after Trump, Trump fighting back. And, and that's sort of a circus. But when you see a government that's repressing people, repressing opposing views, repressing you, and then fucking up your life, and the media goes to bat for them every day, that's when it starts to get, you know, really fucking disingenuous and, and, and harmful to people, right? It's harmful to you in your everyday life. Now, if you're if you're wealthy, and, and, I'll, and I'll point out to you that the only people who aren't pissed or think everything's fine are rich white liberals. Everyone else is pissed. The only people that will tell you everything's cool or I'm not too worried about are people that have either tons of money or tons of money and are liberal, and in most cases, both, right? So uh, it is, it's a fascinating thing, but it starts to become like a problem when it starts to affect you in your everyday life, and it has. So, I mean, imagine if like the media was even somewhat honest covering this Biden presidency. And they're starting to be. I mean, it's gotten so yeah, bad. I think it's, I think it's, it's gotten little... so bad that the media is actually yeah. starting to fight back because Biden won't take any questions. He's making them look bad, so... I mean, it, they're starting to, but it's still at like half of one percent of what it should be. I mean, and if you didn't have independent writers and shit, you'd have you'd have almost none of it. I mean, they they force CNN and others to acknowledge certain things after time, but look how long it takes them to acknowledge these things, right? Well, sure. I mean, it takes months in some yeah. cases. So, uh, you know, it's just once it becomes well, like, detrimental just... to your life, that's when people start getting pissed. Yeah, and everything is just out of control, and it's all agenda-driven. I mean, the whole move of trying to say that, you know, Colin Powell died of COVID the other day was hilarious. <laughs> right. Like, the dude had blood cancer blood for cancer. years and, die was, and was dying, and it doesn't matter that he was vaccinated or not. It wouldn't matter. Like, it was right. going to wipe out his immune system. The vaccine system. would have killed him. Right. Like, oh, no, he was vaccinated. Oh, I'm, I'm just, saying if you'd taken it. Oh, he already he had the vaccinated. blood cancer? Yeah, he'd already had it. Yeah, so. I'm surprised he took the vaccine because, like, a vaccine can kill you when you have blood cancer. I mean, I have no idea which, yeah. I don't know which which order it was, but he was vaccinated. But the fact is, like, he had it, cancer. He cancer. was dying. Like, like, it's the whole sprinkle some sprinkle some COVID on him, John. That's absolutely right. Right. So things just get thrown out. So you had all these people, you had both sides taking it, right? Because you had. You know, yeah, the well, the vaccine doesn't work, people. And then you had the folks on the other side of being like, you know, we all need to stay inside because even the vaccine does, you know, like, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah, both sides arguing the vaccine doesn't work. Right. Yet, yeah. yet the vaccine works. Right. 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 Like the left is telling the vaccine doesn't work well enough and we all have to wear masks and right. stay 
and stay away from each other way, and never return to normal life. We have to get life, 17 more boosters. And let the government like control the way right. you're going to live your life. Because, But I thought the vaccine was awesome and everyone should take it. Right. Well, uh, shit, that fucks up my narrative. So they find some circular way to like bring it back to somehow it's safer. Like I said, I had this conversation today with this person. And like... Like he he ended the conversation when I asked like because he like, he couldn't give me an answer. He's like, oh no, we're not gonna talk about this. I'm like, no no, just give me an answer. Like if you believe that the vaccine is effective and everyone should take it and that you're per- and the people are perfectly safe if they've taken it, why are you wearing a mask? Do you wear a mask to avoid the measles or the mumps or tuberculosis? No, just this one disease, right? Right. And then also, if you're one of these people, I'd, I'd ask you like. Do you think it's coincidence that your views line up with big government, big tech, uh, the NSA, and the CIA? Do you think that's all just a coincidence, or do you think that maybe that's what you've been told to think? Because, like, it's exactly in line with it, so I just wonder, you know. Well, I mean, like, every—I don't know why one American—I don't care what side you're on— why one American would want the government knowing about and, and, and having every $600— hit right flagged. imagine like, considering yourself a liberal and thinking that's a good idea right like, like what are you that's, fucking crazy that's unbelievable because all that is is more spying on the plus, on your private who citizen. do you think six you think like rich people have 600 like what are you talking about right like, every idiot in america has 600 bucks in their bank account are you fucking kidding me like like what's the what i might not what's the last time oh please when on payday you have more than 600 bucks in your no, fucking I was, bank account i was just kidding yeah man Calm down. No, I'm just saying, like that. But <laughs> that's the, but joke. those are the arguments totally, people no, make. Totally those kidding. are the arguments people make. That like, like, when's the last time you think Elon Musk has just had like six hundred dollars? Right, like, that's the point. <laughs> like, what's the? Dude, like, he probably he probably goes to a restaurant and drops five grand. I'm not gonna go through all the shit I found out about Congress this week, but did you know, for example, that like Pelosi has a five to twenty five million dollar float on any investment she wants to make, meaning she can get twenty five million dollars of credit. If she wants to buy something twenty-five to one, did you know that? I did. Did not you know also that. know? And what the fuck does she need that kind of leverage for? Right. Great question. Did you also know that people in Congress can borrow against their unrealized earnings on their, on their, uh, on their, on their stocks mm-hmm. at a three percent loan and never have to claim capital gains? They just take the loan and they pay it back. So instead of paying capital gains. At twenty percent or twenty five, whatever it is right now, back. you pay the three percent loan back. Who offers this? <laughs> Congress <laughs> members of Congress are offered this. I'm sure by like the all of them. Yeah, yeah. All anyone in Congress. Guys, yeah. This is the rule. No, for I people mean in like Congress. yeah, like all the big firms are like sure, yeah, yeah, we'll do. <laughs> no, no, it's like a law. Like they're allowed. Oh, it's to, an actual. They're law. allowed to borrow three yeah. percent. That's amazing. So I- like, say you make, say you bought Tesla at mm-hmm. at hundred bucks and you sold it today and you had a thousand shares, you made. 10, 15 million bucks yeah. off of that. Instead of paying capital gains on that $15 million, loan. you can take a loan against that and then pay the loan back and pay 3% on the loan. It's fucking gross. It's fucking gross, man. It's unbelievable. Right? And that's just small shit. Like, yeah. th- there was no insider. I think there's, I think they might have just passed insider trading law for Congress, but I think they have. There is that. no, yeah. there was no insider trading laws for Congress. And then, like Pelosi and Congress, they get to, they get to rig the economy in whichever things that they're, so, so there's there's a big article yesterday. I, I follow this guy's awesome. It's Nancy uh, Pelosi's portfolio tracker on Twitter, <laughs> and he wrote an article yesterday about how uh, inflation will benefit long term real estate holdings, all of which Pelosi has. So like all the things yeah. that like they can control, right? Yep. They can control policy and which way the economy goes and what benefits mm-hmm. they have control over that shit. 
And, and and by the way, they all have tons of stock in Pfizer and Johnson. Of course and Johnson. they do. So I mean, I would too if I was in their position. Right? Because I mean, you would that's know. That's gross. Yeah. I mean, actually, it was funny. I I agreed with I think it was Elizabeth Warren the other day who was saying that. Yeah, she's members, actually going after members them. of Congress should not be able to play the stock market yeah. because of what you just said, Javier. Yeah. Now they'll still find ways. It'll be may, you'd have to shut well, their up their families can. or whatever. Yeah. That yeah, whatever it is, yeah. I get it, but. It would be nice if there was some sort of fucking symbolic gesture saying that, like, oh, yeah, we're not trying to rig the system for our pockets. Well, but- also, you keep telling us <coughs> you're going after rich people. Fuck right. you. You're like, the rich people. Ten members of Congress. The, the, they did, like, ten members of Congress are worth a billion dollars. Sure. Sure they are. So Pelosi's worth, like, $150 million or something crazy. So, like, you know, oh, no, it might have been 200-something. And Anyways, and she's not even the richest one. There's people that are richer than her. And by the way, if you're wondering about uh, party, Doesn't it's matter. 50-50. You know what party is? Like, Green. Like the, half ten, the, the, the 10 rich is like half Republicans, half are Democrats. The richest was Democrat. The next three people were Republicans. Like the last two were, were Democrats. So it has nothing to do with party. They're all in the same fucking game. They're all rigging it the same yeah. way. It's so. co- yeah, it's all called the real green party. Why do, you th- why do you think that, like... Here you go. I why do you think right there's here. only, like, three or four Republicans that have stood up to any of this bullshit on the left? Because most of them are all in bed together. And they're all in bed together. Like, like, they're all following the same fucking goal. So, so. Everyone, wanted to, everyone wanted to nail what's-her-name to the stake. Um, uh, who is the... Lef- Kelly Leffler? Mm. After she hit... You know, she... she uh, what they... She short bid, right? I think she shorted, she shorted something yeah. right at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. Everyone wanted to burn her until they saw Diane Feinstein's name on that list. Yeah, right. And then that story died. Then it just went away. Real fast. Right, just went away. <laughs> it's like, so again, like the media. Well, oh, here you go, Hop. Sorry, I, wanted, I yeah. wanted to bring this up because uh, you were just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. So this is from 2018, but Mark Warner, Democrat, number one with $214 million. Paul Mitchell, Republican, 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 Democrat, 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 Republican, Republican is yeah. fucking 50 It's 50 50, man. It's yeah. nothing to do with party. They're yeah. all the same greedy ass. Pelosi, at least according to this, was $114 million in 2018. So, like you said, it's yeah, probably it's grown up several plus. million since yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the Speaker of the House salary, $223,000. Yeah, 200 grand. Yeah. And Good she's gig. worth $150 million. Yeah. So she's the greatest investor in the history. Yeah. She kills like Warren Buffett's a joke compared to her. I mean, it's this. Like, it's ridiculous. It's right? gross, man. I, I hate it. And then it. they talk about taxing the rich. Hate it. Yep. Like, all right, fuck you, man. Like, you're not taxing the rich. You're avoiding taxes. It's fucking unreal. So they're going to track your $600 thing because they want to make sure they're taxing the rich. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck do these people think they're kidding, man? I, it's unbelievable. It's, it's fucking unreal. It's it's gross. And people just sitting, gross. And I don't think actually it's not fair to say this. I don't think people are just sitting around just taking. It. I think it's taken a little while, and it's only been nine months, ten months. So and usually things take longer. It's been such a disaster. It's been so blatant that I think people are really starting to get pissed. And um, well, who's the fucking president? You know, because I mean, he never fucking talks. Well, right. That's what I mean. So, like, and, and when he does, he's lecturing you. Right. On there's how, like a, there's and then like, he, they lie their asses off every day. They just say shit that isn't true every day. There's I mean, like it's a, crazy. There's like a tweet in the morning, and then a may- lid at three thirty. Maybe he, maybe he fucking talks, but doesn't take questions. Doesn't take questions. No, they control the narrative right. all the time. The only one that has to answer questions is Pisaki. Right. She's the only one. And then she doesn't answer the one she doesn't want to. Right. And she can routinely lies about shit. And they, walks off without her mask on. They were talking. They were talking about. Uh, the 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 uh, secret flights in for refugees and immigrants and shit. It's calling him in the middle of the night. She's like, uh, it was two thirty in the morning. It's like, that's, that's the middle that's of the night. Concern? What the fuck? Like she's like, also like that's what you took away from that, right? Exactly. It's like two thirty a.m. and four a.m. Yeah, that's early morning. It's like, no, no. To everyone else in the world, that's the middle of the night. Like you're just, you know, you're trying to 
you know, you're trying to get hung up on the semantics yeah. of a word, right? Right, so exactly. It's fucking, you know, and so, you know, we'll see. But I think, um, I think, I think more and more people are beside themselves. The, the only problem with all this, or, or the biggest, one of the bigger problems with all this, is the Republicans, the Republicans are going to be stupid enough to run Trump. <laughs> they are. He's the only guy that would have any trouble beating Biden. He's the only one. There is no other. They could run DeSantis. They could run anybody on the right, and they would crush Biden. But not Donald Trump, because people hate him so much, right? So he's the only guy. And honestly, let's let's be, you know, regardless of what, and I, you know, like, from policy-wise, I think Trump was fine. But he's so enraging to so many people, right? And he creates this incredible discourse in our society for whatever reason. If you like whether or not you blame it on him or you blame it on on the people on the left that that you know you view them as whiners that can't take you know can't take not you know mm-hmm. can't take him right regardless of what why the dynamic exists it exists and it's incredibly destructive right so it would be nice if the republicans ran literally anyone else cuz a anyone else would win yeah. and we'd be out from this fucking biden nightmare and b you know like do we really need trump you know, firing everybody up again for four more years. He's gonna, Trump's going to be 78. Biden's going to be, what, 82? Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing, Javier. I, I agree. I think if the Republicans run Trump, it's an absolute disaster. Uh, you know, we've talked about that a ton. I think Trump would also probably just destroy the Republican Party as well, which may not be a terrible thing, but I think just a- as they run, right, because you'll have such – massive factions in the Republican Party leading up to, like, way worse than it was four years ago when he was first running, and people are like, holy shit, Trump's about to, you know, he's taking all the momentum. Like, it'll be a, it'll be an, well, it will be yes, a disaster. Yes, because the Republicans have factions within their party. Right. They have people think for themselves. The thing the left is great at is they'll all fucking turn and read the same line out of the same book in unison every time. Like, it's incredible. See, how, how how different the two parties are. Right they now. are, but I I would say there's also the possibility of that happening on the left in four, three years. If this continues to go, because that party's pissed off at one another as well. Nothing has been passed yet, and they're probably going to lose the House next year, right, and, and the think. Senate. So, I mean, fuck. I, mean, you know, I don't think Joe Manchin will, but I mean, he's come out and denied it. But, I mean, they might lose Joe Manchin. I mean, they don't really have him now, so I guess whatever. But the bottom line is, like, if, there's, if anyone smells blood in the water – it, it it's going to be both. I mean, I think from both side perspective, it could just get royally fucking wild. Like the the next presidential election, who knows? I how think could, if you're a savvy like Yang, like and, and yeah. I, I think Yang's kind of a clown, like could Tol- but, but I mean, could Tulsi run as an independent? Well, that's the point you know, with Justin Amash with, or something like the with, two of them together, something y- really unique. With Yang going independent, I think if you're yeah. I think if you're a really savvy politician, you take the risk of going independent next year or two, right? Because I think most like I don't. Most people I talk to in our my age group and younger to a certain point uh, are what we would all consider ourselves like independent. Like none of us, none of us believe in the crazy shit on the left, and none of us believe in like anti-gay marriage or any of that stuff. We might have small differences within some of this, these other, but even like the abortion thing, I think most people in the mill are also kind of in the middle about abortion too. You know what I mean? I think like there's, I think there's a lot of common ground with a lot of people. And um, I think most, I think there's a huge growing number of people that have, you know, I mean, we're generations rejected a lot of what our parents said and did. Right. I mean, look at how we go to work. We're not, 
we're not nine to five with a suit and, you know, mom stays home and cooks dinner. Like our generation is much more uh, open and free than that. And the generation right behind ours certainly is. And I think that most of us are, you know, the, the ones who aren't politically indoctrinated into some fucking cultish type of idea, um, really, you know, have a lot of wide, wide range of, of views on a lot of shit that doesn't really correspond to either party. I, like, it just doesn't. Javier you know, been like, voting for president since 2000, yeah. and I've voted party once out of all of those elections. I sure. never but feel, even on, uh, I never feel like right. I'm connected to any, like any, right. either of these parties. But I'm saying, like, just policy, yeah. too, right? Sure, like, that's like, what I mean, too. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think most of us, even, like, I think most of us that, like, are even somewhat affluent do want to tax the rich. We just see that the government doesn't tax the rich. They keep taxing us <laughs> mm-hmm. and calling it taxing the rich, right? So I think even there, most people in the middle have a pretty, like, have a pretty yeah. centered idea of, like, you know, what tax, what fair taxation well, actually looks is. like, right? Well, we all have in connection is that we distrust who's running this country. Well, right, And of we have for years, whether it be in Congress or the president, whatever right. the case but might be. But these policy yeah. stances that these groups take, I mean, how can you... They're horrible. You know, you're forced into yeah. being extreme on one end. You're either, like, in the abortion issue, you're either, you either have to be, like, pro-fucking-basically-killing-a-baby, partial-birth abortion... Like killing a nine-month-old, like a nine-month baby, mm-hmm. right? That's been developing for nine months in the womb, killing it, and calling that an abortion, and celebrating right? it, and celebrating. It. Or you're like on the other side, like raping incest. Sorry, like <laughs> right, what do you yeah. mean? Like, no, you gotta have that kid. <laughs> what the fuck, right? <laughs> so I think most of us, like even on a even on an issue like abortion, there's a lot of common ground. I think a lot of us concede that maybe they don't like something very much, but see it as necessary. Or feel that certain forms of it are okay in a, in the society that demands it, right? So, like, taxation, abortion, gay marriage, dude. I don't know one fucking person. I have friends all over the spectrum politically. I don't know one person gives a shit about gay marriage. Yeah, that's true. I don't think... Like, how is that even an issue? I don't think... No one gives a fuck about it. I don't think I know one person who's against it. I don't either. And I have some really and, conservative right, friends. Me too, exactly. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit right. about that. That's not a real issue. Right. It's a It is for the twenty percent of fucking crazy Republicans. Absolutely. Just like partial birth abortion is is for twenty percent of the crazy liberals, but the rest of us in the eighty percentile all agree on most of this shit. Right. I mean, don't forget though, Hav, when we were young, everyone was against gay marriage. Well, it, it, wasn't, it was. It wasn't even, wasn't a, that it wasn't long even ago. A, it wasn't even a fucking Republican Democrat. It was thing. twenty years ago. Right. It was twenty. It years was ago. Bill Clinton saying, right. "Hey, a marriage is between a man and a woman." I, th- I feel like I think Obama probably said that. The Bushes. Every politician right. said that at first. Right. Exactly. Because it was God and country first right. for a long time. So. You know, and then the media likes to perpetuate. Same with these. weed, by the way. Weed was the same way. Yeah, Everyone weed was anti-weed. Then the Democrats got cool about it, and now the Republicans, for some reason, still like call it like devil weed. Well, that's the problem, yeah. right? It's stuff like that. But but again, like you know, for most of us in the in the middle of all this shit, like we have, we all agree on most of this stuff. Like we're all pretty cool with most things. Well, like, and to you your know, point I mean, too, Javier, we think for ourselves. Like we are right. Like, but you, the, like you and I disagree on stuff, and we agree on stuff, and right. we fucking talk about that shit or whatever it might be. Like I, we do that with friends all the time. I I I don't understand why there's this like new belief that anything that you disagree with is offensive or is should not be spoken about or s- essentially should be um 
I don't know, illegal. Well, the false narratives that the media perpetuates every day about some of these key issues really exacerbates problems that don't exist that much. The gay thing's one of them. Like, they're constantly calling it, like gay people marginalized and discriminated against. That is just not fucking true. Like, yes, I'm sure there's some people that don't like gay people, but give me a fucking break. Like, every media voice in the world has your back. There's fucking Gay Pride Day. Every every media company in the world like like touts and parrots your fucking mantra every single day of the masses. Most of us do not give a shit about this, right? So that narrative that like gay people are still super oppressed and hated just isn't true, but it's out there all the time. There was that tweet, I think I mentioned this before, but there was some kid, uh, it was when uh, high schools were doing Zoom instead of going to school, there was a Zoom meeting and there was a gay kid in the class and right when the thing cut out, one of the kids called the gay kid, you know, some kind of gay slur. And then, and every kid in his class reached out to him to make sure he was okay, right? And then he goes on Twitter and tells the story and says, change is coming. No, no, change is already here. Change will be coming would be like if four or five kids reached out to you and said, are you okay? The entire class was repelled by the one kid that was super fucking homophobic. That means the change has occurred. So instead of, instead of writing articles about, wow, check this out, like the change has occurred and look how, look how, Look how open and free our society is. Look how accepting our society has become with gay people. Instead, it's, you know, gay hatred still out there, still lurking in the shadows. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, you're you're choosing, you have something that's clearly a positive, clearly speaks well of our society, and you're painting it as an evil thing in our society. Like, you're you're putting the perception out there that, like, society still hates gay which people, so which just isn't fucking true. I just have, like, I just can't. It's so weird because I just really struggle trying to figure out how other generations grew up because we were just talking about this off the air. Like I grew up, no one hated anyone. We were all basically just chill and everyone just got along and we'd make jokes, crack jokes, whatever the case might be. And I mean, fuck, this Chappelle thing's ridiculous and it's the same kind of thing. And I'm not saying you got to drop offensive whatever all over the place. And I'm not saying Dave did that either. I'm just simply saying I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but you know, busting balls, having fun, whatever the case might be. And to me, Javier, this this changed happened years ago <laughs> because of our generations growing up. I didn't know anyone who hated gays. I, you know, I'm well, sh- you're a little younger than me. I'm I, sure I grew that, up in Mass yeah. in the '90s, and that's to me, right. The change has been radical because when I grew up mm-hmm. in Mass in the '90s, it was the most racist, homophobic place in the fucking world. Right. Like people didn't refer to black people by any other word than n bomb. Didn't refer to gay people by any other word than like you know all the gay words out there. Like there was no, there was no. And then in the last 15, 20 years, the change has been so radical to pretend that it hasn't happened is just astonishing. You look at like Eli's generation; none of those kids have that in them, right? Like it's all like they grow up super accepting of everybody. Well, that's uh, what I mean. I feel but like, like my it was generation al- it was already were well for my generation. My generation was- kids, it was super yeah. racist. Like I grew up in a very racist America. Well, that too. Like I grew up in in a. A, a town in in Maine, yeah. and, and again, it was ninety nine point nine percent white. So don't get me wrong; I'm yeah. not going to sit here. But I'm just saying, like people didn't go around and drop like massive slurs on one another, or they you know, didn't mess in the nineties. And, and yeah, maybe they did. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not. I'm. I'm. I mean, where I'm sure I went to school with people who were homophobic. I'm sure I went to. And sure, there were certainly racist. But I'm just simply saying, like, I feel it's not like that was a daily occurrence in our school where yeah. you would. Have the you know the kid get well, to me, absolutely destroyed. To me, the difference is much bigger because it was you normal saw that, yeah. when I was a kid, right. and now it's not. I mean, sure. now most high school kids 
Like, I'm sure there's still asshole high school kids out well, there. Well, there's right? always going to be assholes. That's, always part that's of the, the thing, Javier. It's always going to be part of society. Right. But the prevailing notion is that, you know, like when I was in high school, Danks, if you were gay, like, fucking forget it. Like, mm-hmm. your life was going to be fucking miserable. And there was nobody who was openly gay in any high school I went to. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that that's not even a thing. I think there's gay kids in your high school, or at least it seems to me that to be that way. And really, I mean, sure, once in a while someone's probably a dick about it. But it sounds to me, and it seems to me that, uh, you know, by and large, a huge but, majority of the people are perfectly fine with it. And, and I think people are going to have your back if someone's going to be a dick to you. Like right. you said, with that yeah. story you told, and yeah. you're right. That's It's unfortunate the way that that story is told because it really what I should tell you is, hey, look. Look how much society's progressed. Look how great yeah. society's become, right? Yeah. Not like focusing on the one but prick to me, who's like, a prick. I and mean, to your point, like I expect that. I expect all these those kids to reach out because, again, it was pretty much like that 20 years ago for me. Like yeah. I expect that that's where we're at or, or better, to your point. like So I, I agree. I mean, I feel like it, it's – I mean, it's media, so I. Well, it's, it's just like how do they but choose why, to portray right, that? Like, right? why or, aren't we portraying the positives about where society has gone? Dude, Condoleezza Rice yeah. was speaking the other day about this critical race theory stuff, and, mm-hmm. and it's a point I've always made. She said, "Why would you teach a generation of black kids to be hopeless because of the color of their skin? That there's no hope. That America is so intrinsically racist, and that the deck is stacked so much against them that they might as well not even try." Condoleezza Rice was talking about this. She said she grew up in segregated Alabama or something. Uh, and she's, yeah, she's like Birmingham or something. Yeah, like and she said like she couldn't go to the same school. Like she grew up in segregation, mm-hmm. and she said her mom told her, yeah, that's that sucks and everything, but it's not going to affect you because you're going to rise up and, and, and uh, achieve anyway. I'm not saying people should have to do that to rise up and achieve. That's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is the point she – that made a ton is the point that she was making is – don't tell kids that they have no chance in life, that their situation is hopeless simply because of the color of their skin, because they're going to believe you. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy if you tell kids that they're, that they're, you know, that they're capable and that they can achieve, and by the way, they can today, um, then they're more likely to do so. If you tell a kid from six years old on that like you have no chance in this society because you're black and everybody hates you, how do you think that kid's going like, to view the world? Right? Like, like, kids need hope, right? Kids need to believe in themselves. And if you're telling a whole generation of kids that uh, they have no chance simply because they're black, then, you know, that's not going to it's not going to increase the chances of the, those kids doing well. It just isn't. And then to teach a six year old that she somehow fucking should feel guilty for being white for people, something people did 300 years ago. And by the way, you're only hand cherry picking like one society in the history of Earth. Right. Like, you know, like we have indigenous people's day. Right. Instead of Columbus Day now. Well, I mean, they had slavery. They had fucking human sacrifices and shit. So, like, where do you draw the line on morality? How far back do you go? And how far back do you go for, like, one tribe wiping out another before you start, you know, like, whose land is it really going back to the fucking beginning of time, right? So, like, all these things are stupid. They're cherry-picked. They're framed. They're framed by the media in ways... That are un, you know that are totally just un, untruthful. That I, like not to sound like an asshole, but I mean, this shit was six hundred years ago. Right, like, exactly. How fucking sophisticated do we really think people were? Right, exactly. Like there was, was like pointing, three smart people in every right, town, and there was no. And they were and, probably killed, and there's no regard for human life. And, right, like, yeah. it was just completely different. So then, those people. And again, I'm not giving an excuse. I mean, no, they, but, everyone was just an asshole. But when you bring up you know things similar things happened mm-hmm. in other cultures, say, well, you can't put today's you know, criteria on people from then. Yeah, that's true for white people, too. Like, that's not just true for Native people or black Mm -hmm. people or Asian people or whatever. Like, that's true no matter what. I mean... Yeah, it's interesting. 
I mean, slavery's happened yeah. in every culture. I'm not excusing it. All of I'm saying not. is to, to pretend but history that, like, is history. You shouldn't right, ignore history. To pretend that, yeah. like, America, that for that time period, the only white people owned slaves in the history of Earth, and no one else did anything fucked up. Like, that's just, it's fucking childish. And we're allowing that point of view to be parroted by the left-wing media every day, and people actually believe it. We have a lot of really dumb people in this country that are, like, under 20 or under 30 that think politics started in 2016 have no sense of history of any kind. Like... None, right? So, I mean, it, it just... The know, most amazing... We live in, like, in this idiotic period of time. I mean, I don't have to tell anyone. You listen to this podcast, you know I was not a Trump fan, but the most amazing thing that everyone ignored, everyone, and people talked about it all the time. People wanted this from a president my entire life. Trump didn't put us in a war. Right, yeah. There's World War Three, though. I remember Drew Majory. It's going to be World War Three. Mm-hmm. But I mean, literally, everyone always says it'd be nice to have a president that doesn't start a war. And Obama, like, he didn't start one, but he kept one going oh, yeah. for eight years. And and uh, you know, obviously, Bush started a few. Yeah, we've been in conflict. <laughs> Clinton started. We've uh, been in conflict yeah. forever. I mean. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's good for it's good for business. I understand that's how they look at it. But everyone's always been like, oh, God, it should be nice to have a president that's you know not going to start a war. And Trump didn't start a war. Unprecedented peace in the Middle East, actually. That's kind of true yeah. too. Yeah. It's been pretty chill. And that's all gone, by the way. Well, of course. Well, it's not chill now. I mean, Israeli and Hamas fucking firing rockets at each other, and yeah. it's all back to what it was. It's all back to Afghanistan. Fuck like Taliban's taking over Afghanistan. Good like, old days, huh? It's when the CIA can start making money again. Yeah. You know, tell we just, you know, and then all these woke Goddamn Chinese and, have a fucking rocket that is, like, orbiting the right. Earth right now with, and like, that's 75 why, nukes on and it. And this is why the left is so infuriating to me, because I grew up, I think most of us grew up, probably leaning much more that way socially, right? I mean, I think most of us oh, grew of course. up, yeah. you know, like the social stuff. I didn't even realize there was like more conservative social aspect of things. Right. It just made sense to be like, oh yeah, let's just be all accepting. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we all grew up that way. And then to watch the left abandon all that and become the party of totalitarianism and, and authoritarianism. and like this, book burning, The basically. CIA yeah. book burning books and pretending to care about these issues when consistently hurting the people they claim to care about. Like, I point this out with like our policies with black Americans constantly on our podcast. But how about this with Afghanistan, the Taliban? You left 19 million women behind to fucking suffer. Like you supposedly like the left and you care about like women's rights and shit, even though gender is a spectrum. You care about women and advancing women around the world. And you just abandoned 19 million women in fucking Afghanistan that now are going to be made to stay at home, shot if they're fucking walking with a man that isn't their husband, can't go to school, can't work. Like, you put them back into the Stone Age, man. So You just allowed it to happen. You just said, fuck you to 19 million women. Okay. <laughs> saw a great tweet. It was when that Afghanistan minister was trying to figure out where oh, Afghanistan yeah, he had no was idea. on the globe. Someone was like, you should get one of those women who's not allowed to go to school anymore. Point it out to you. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's another great tweet. It was like, the CIA lost to these assholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We've so, been let down by so many it's people. Just, yeah, it's just crazy. And there needs to be, regardless of party, there has to be a new wave of people to take this shit over. I mean, the COVID thing, and you know, I've railed about COVID since minute one, and I have to, I have to I say know, I that I, like you, I cannot I've, believe you're not tired of it. Yet. I've felt, but if well, because honestly, well, I've had to live it with my kids, and fair, yeah, and everything I thought would happen has happened. Like if you go back on this fucking podcast a year back, like everything I said would happen happened. Yep. So. Uh, you know, to see to see the world mismanage that situation as badly as it has, trying to make an excuse to like you know increase government control around the globe and everything. I mean, 
I just think we need we need new blood, man. We've got a bunch of old assholes running our running super corrupt old assholes running this country and running most of these countries. And there needs to be a lot of new blood with new ideas. And I don't know how you're going to find it because it's all about funding. Right. So need some dynamic people that are smart and well funded and have backing to fucking come along and completely change the trajectory of American politics. Because, I mean, you can't pretend... Why isn't it you? You can't pretend... Well, I'm not an American citizen. <laughs> That's true. You can't pretend that that um, you know, that, that you're interested in the well-being of people and then act the way these assholes do. I mean, it's fucking... And, and, and again, the, the political... Um, you know the, the the political fundamentalism on both sides of these of these people that are just believe in their parties and don't question anything they say. It's just it's fucking pathetic and it's really pathetic on the left, man. Because we were the ones that were like telling the government to go fuck themselves and telling them like you know it was a right that was always burning books. It was a right that was like super racist and it was a right that was trying to segregate people and it was the right that was telling you how to live and what to think and what you could see. Right, sure. like banning fucking yeah. like heavy metal and fucking you know. And that's all flipped around now. Now it's the left that's doing all that shit. They've completely abandoned everything they fucking believe in. And, and you've got all these fucking intellectual age chic people out there fucking, like, pretending that, like, they're thinking for themselves when they parrot everything their fucking party tells them, which is all sub- in direct, direct conflict with what they believed in growing up. Well, and that's why I never picked a party. That's why, you know, I, my dad, more conservative than my mom, so I kind of had both, you know... Both ideas, and, uh, and and again, it's not like anyone was trying to put me in a party. I wasn't like raised a fundamentalist or anything. So, but I, as I grew up, I realized that I just do you have to like agree with everything? Well, imagine being <laughs> a smart person and believing in censorship and thinking things should yeah. be banned. Because because well, if you're smart, it takes you one second to figure out what all depends on who's in control of the information. Like whichever person's in control is going to deem. Which information is true and which isn't? Like, well, you have to let the people decide for themselves, man. Because you look at some of those liberal writers who, for years, probably, you know, were very attractive, attractive to young readers about, about you know, their direction. And now you see guys like Matt Taibbi and, and Glenn Greedwald, who now fucking liberals call them, like, dirty conservatives and, like, like evil what happened to Hitler you? Republicans yeah, yeah. because they dare question what's going on right. with that party. What happened to you is right. the, the most common thing. And quite honestly, get, like, know? those guys are like like actually, some of the most common sense writers well, there are. And it's actually, we they still believe in everything they believed in. Of course in. they it's do. It's your beliefs that have changed. Right. When did you turn into uh, a censorship fan? Like, when did that happen? Oh, when you guys got the power, and now you get to control what the truth is, right? So now, like, you can't be you can't be an intellectually honest person with half a brain and, and, and argue for any form of censorship being right. good. And again, I've said this before on the podcast. If you use the term misinformation to try and debunk what the other side says, you're a fucking moron. Because that's what every totalitarian regime in the history of mankind has called things they don't agree with. Misinformation. And you can go back as far as you want, and that's always the same. So to like fall for that or pretend like this time it's different or that this time like you're right because it's your side, you're the same fucking asshole that thought that 100 years ago, 300 years ago, 500 th- years ago, 2,000 years ago. You're the same asshole. The people that like you look at like the Spanish Inquisition, like how can fucking people be that way? You're that fucking person now. Congratulations, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Pretty much. It's just incredible to me. It is. It is incredible. I know. Thankfully, we have this podcast to offer you to vent. Well, yeah, because it's getting like things are pissing me off. I, like I said, I, 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 
For Thanksgiving, they're trying to force me. They're trying to force me to take a fucking COVID test for Thanksgiving. Like people, people in the woman's family, like they want everyone tested for Thanksgiving. Everyone is vaccinated. Everyone there is vaccinated, except for the kids, and they want everybody tested. Like this, That's and so again, it does affect you in your personal life, right? Like, and you know, and look, other, not everyone chooses to deal with things the way I do. I think most people would just say, oh, "Okay, fine, we'll take the test," and you know, fucking avoid trouble. I'm not like that. I mean, I like to avoid. I'm not like. That. I like to avoid trouble, but I, I don't think I take the test. I you think wouldn't. I would, you would say something. No, I would be like, "What the fuck? I'm, I'm not the one flying over from another country." Right. Like, fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> I live in Maine. <laughs> I don't talk to anyone, especially you, Javi. You're so fucking remote, dude. You Wait, see me. Like, you see right. me, and you see your family. Four people work in this fucking building, <laughs> right. and you never see them. My sister goes to school. Or my, my my daughter goes to school. I got a newborn at home. My wife's not working because she's fucking at home, or the woman right. is at home. She's not working because she's on fucking maternity leave. We right. don't see anyone. <laughs> right. The only way you're going to get it is if I get a breakthrough. And right. then you would have to get a and breakthrough. And then I would have to get a breakthrough, and right. it wouldn't affect either one of us. And meanwhile, we got people coming in on planes that are going to be in contact with more people <laughs> in one day than I've been in in six months. Right, plus they're getting, like, shitty European vaccines. Who knows well, what those not things only, are doing? You're right, not like only that. Sputnik 1 or whatever. But also, whatever. you're getting on a plane for six hours with a bunch of other fucking people coming from the COVID capital of fucking planet Earth, by the way. <laughs> On a fucking metal cylinder with recycled air. Right, but they're bitching at the best state in the in right. the country when but, it comes to COVID, basically. But I live basically. in a fucking 99% vaccinated uh, fucking county in, right, in a state exactly. where no one lives, and I don't see anyone. <laughs> Fuck you, man. You're honestly like the safest person there I is. I don't care if I lived in Greenwich Village and had fucking gay orgies every night. I'd still say fuck you. Of course. Uh, all right, anything else this week? Uh, there was something else. Oh well, the, I wanted to talk about the Trashers, but you haven't watched it. I haven't watched it yet. Let me watch right. it this you week. You gotta watch we'll talk that. Have you watched finished V for Vend- or Vendetta? Yet? V for Vendetta, good movie. I haven't finished Vendetta yet either, so I'll try to finish. I'll definitely Vendetta's finish the Trashers. Very relevant now. If you watch that movie now, you're like, holy shit, that's happening. Oh yeah, here. no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's a good point. It's probably why they <laughs> called that Vendetta because that's very similar too, right? <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah, so let me... Oh, and then there's... I'll watch Trash. There's a documentary about John DeLorean. The car maker? Yeah. Really? fucking amazing. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to check yeah, that it's, out. Yeah, uh, that's really good. I'm like halfway through that. And then there's a new World War II movie yeah, isn't there, was, on uh, Netflix, which is pretty... Was, did he build those in Mexico? He did for a while. Yeah. Then I, like North Ireland. They were going to build them in North Ireland, and then like the fucking Civil War broke out in North yeah. Ireland in like the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that fucked it up. That's where I am now. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, he did build him in Mexico for a while. And, and uh, he's a super interesting guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember him being a really unique. I remember that being a really unique well, story. Well, it's funny. You find out in the documentary he got plastic surgery to have, like, a really strong chin. Because <laughs> you see pictures of him before he had a weak chin, like a little fucking. And then you see the strong chin, and then you can't stop looking at it. Because, like, you can see, like, the. John like, DeLorean like, w- original chin. Once you once you see the new chin, it looks like an add-on chin. You don't know it doesn't look like an add-on chin if you don't know it's an add-on chin, but once you know it's an add-on chin, you're like, holy shit, that's an add-on chin. Oh yeah, look at that. That's no chin. Yeah, then look at like DeLorean. Yeah. Like, he's got this massive fucking chin. It's yeah, almost he's like, like fake chin. It's almost like uh, who's that guy Smiley's chin? Yeah. It's, oh my god, it's so like, long. Look, yeah, look how big it is, right? Yeah. So it looks like once you notice, once you know it's a fake chin, you really you can't stop looking at it. Dude, that is super weird. <laughs> yeah, he's, I couldn't stop looking at it. It's like a looks like a donut. It's like a staple to the bottom of his face or something. I saw a Delorean the other day. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. 
It's a fucking awesome car. It's funny too, man. Like the more <clears throat> so there's... I mean that movie, think about what that movie did for that car. Oh, no question. Jesus. Well, that car was huge though. Yeah. There was a DeLorean dealership in Greenwich when I was, was growing it really? up. That's yeah. cool. It's the only one I ever saw. But mm-hmm. um it's funny you, you watch that documentary and anytime they mention like the social climate of the sixties and the seventies, yep. it's the same as today. Like it's all cyclical, right? So one of the big one of the big con- the reason the DeLorean was was gonna be really popular and they thought it was gonna be a huge success is it was uh, it was fuel efficient, and there were all these climate there were all these climate uh, people like protesting that there were too many cars on the road and that they used too much gas. They were polluting the air too much. It's the same fucking arguments we're having today. It's crazy, uh, and then all the civil unrest and all that shit too, right? So uh, it's funny. You look at like the late sixties, early seventies, like holy shit, it's exactly like right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I kind of knew that, you know, intellectually mm-hmm. from history and stuff. Sure. And like you really seem like, holy fuck, it's exactly the same. Like mm-hmm. we are, like it's. That's why sometimes I wonder, like life the, is cyclical. The Matrix and shit. Yeah. Like you know, like this is what are we on a thirty year cycle? Yeah. Like yeah. of you know, just kind of runs out. Yeah. Thirty year, it's got to be longer than that, right? It's well, like no, because the end of Carter. Well, I, I take it to the end of Carter. Oh, Seventy nine. Sure. The Carter. So forty. Reagan came in in eighty. So forty. Yeah. So like a forty year yeah. loop, and then this is what's going to happen. Like Carter brought uh, brought in. 12 years of Republican rule and, like, a huge conservative movement in the mm-hmm. U.S., fucking these assholes are going to do the same fucking thing. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> Jesus. They are. You watch, man. Like, <sighs> Biden's a fucking disaster by any fucking metric, unless you're a rich white liberal, it doesn't affect you, but anyone that actually has to go to work and shit, um, Biden's a disaster, right? He'll fucking get killed, right? Gas lines. Fucking like hostage crisis. The fucking uh, there there were shortages for all kinds of things then too, like supply chain shortages all over yep. the country for different reasons. We beat the fucking Russians in hockey. Reagan gets fucking elected president. We kick ass for the next twelve years. That's what's gonna happen here. I'm telling you, <laughs> dude. When people are paying like five fifty for a gallon of gas, they're not gonna vote for Biden. No, probably not. You know, I mean. They might not vote for Trump either, but they're not going to vote for Biden or whoever or anyone on the left. I mean, the left is, you know, kind of amalgamated themselves into one vision, one party. The person they run doesn't really matter. You're just kind of representing the party. At this gotcha. Point, right? Gotcha. I mean, the the, unif- the unification of the party is pretty robust on that side. And I mm-hmm. think most people would see just what the party represents, not necessarily what an individual would represent. Sure. Unless it's someone like Tulsi, but she'd never fucking get the nomination. So they won't even let her run. I mean, well, no outsiders. They won't even let her get yeah, on the fucking outsiders stage. have no chance. And that's the problem with the third party, though, is that from a money perspective, even an outsider from a power perspective, in one of the big so parties. Sure. I mean, Tulsi yeah. fucking neutered Kamala Harris on live TV in front of everybody, and they fucking kicked her off the debates. <laughs> <laughs> She fucking killed Kamala. Boom, dead in front of everybody. They're like, uh, Tulsi, uh, we're not going to have you back. <laughs> you might say something else. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. Right. Good, good long show. Again, like to thank our good friends from Main Man Flavors and Nosh Kitchen Bar and anything else? I don't think so. No. 
No. Yeah, so we're hopefully we, that's a we lie. might get another sponsor, right? Hobbs, yeah, we're working on it. Hobbsanddanks.sellmytees.com. Get your Steve Belichick oh. shirt before the, the season way, begins. Yeah, we probably don't need that. Our shirt. free train destiny shirt's done. Yeah, well, we'll I see. Mean, Not if they don't. If they win has the next Coriana, two, if we I hope we get it from her, and we'll see how. Yeah, maybe we can put it on. You know, on the shelf for another time. If. Oh yeah, there no, could should... be there could be another moment when hey, it, when it's appropriate. If they right? win the next two games, the destiny is well. Back if they win, on. yeah. If they win, yeah. If they go to World Series, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. But how's that feeling right about now? <laughs> uh bad. Not bad. great. Like I wanted to tweet out a gif of a train crashing, but there's they're not dead yet. You can't yet. Oh, I tweeted out mine last night. Oh, did you? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't train see going it. right up a bridge. <laughs> because <laughs> it is over it's over it is it was a cool run while it lasted it's probably it's over. fucking done yeah now. so how's the next actually sold a couple uh ccp nesson shirts this past week Did so we? they must have heard our nesson conversation on the air sweet yeah that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right anyways let's get out of here all right see you we'll see you later folks